Hey, Peter. Uh, yeah. Hey. What's the foreign language that you know just the least amount of, but you know like one key phrase? Uh, to bon, to the bang. Uh, Portuguese. <laughs> Arrivederci. Nope, that's another one. Sorry. Buscaccia musica. <laughs> I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Daily music advice coming at you. Coming at you today, sponsored by Open Studio. Go to openstudiojazz.com. Peter, what do you like about Open Studio right now? Um, the, the community, by far. Our members, uh, the beautiful community that, that uh, we've built, and seeing all the great connections folks have made during this time of, of separation, um, seeing all the progress that our students and, and members are making has been extraordinary you know and it's been inspiring me to, to make sure i'm making progress every day you know oh. because you start to see what's available but you know the daily guided practice sessions that connection that you've made our artists i feel more connected with the artists and and, and getting you know our piano members connected with diane reeves and then christian mcbride coming you know like all awesome. the cross-pollination so that's about seven things i love about you know, <laughs> these are a few of my favorite things well go to openstudiojazz.com and check out our new guided practice pass a piano guided practice pass it's where you uh you sign up for our daily guided practice session you practice with me every day you can do it on our app you can do it on our website you can even do it on zoom live with me every day at 1 p.m uh eastern time that's the piano guided practice pass go check that out openstudiojazz.com today yeah. we are live on instagram again we're taking your questions we're here every saturday at 2 p.m eastern taking questions from y'all and we have a question taking questions and taking names yo answering questions like, and taking names Here's a great name, Deck DeRue. What's Deck up, Deck? Deck uh, Deck says, uh, love the podcast of courses. Thank you, man. Wanted to ask about learning language. Would you recommend transcribing small pieces of language for each type of chord, then putting them together? So I know what I have to say about that. Peter, you have any thoughts? Uh, I want to hear what you have to say about that. I have to say I would rather, Deck, I would, if I were you, I would, I would rather see you take one piece of language that maybe you've transcribed off of one kind of chord and see how much mileage you can get out of it. Because oftentimes a piece of language isn't just uh, in a vacuum, right? Usually it has something to do with what happened before and what's about to happen afterwards. But also yeah. some, of the, some of the most like languid things in that things that are like standard for, for the language of whatever kind of jazz you're playing, they can be used over several different kinds of chords. Like if like something that works over say a G minor six chord, like if it's a lick that works or a piece of language over G minor six could also probably work over C nine could also mm -hmm. probably work over B flat six sharp 11. You know what I mean? Like anything that has those that from derived from that scale, that piece of language could probably work if it works over a major seven chord. Well, what if it works with a Lydian? What if it works with the relative minor? What if it works, you know, anything that's related to that, you can probably find some kind of, of piece that that language can fit over so i wouldn't abandon trying to get the most mileage out of one particular piece of language as opposed to being like here's my d minor language here's my g7 language here's right. my c major seven language that's not really how it works no and i mean the listener doesn't even know what, what does not going to understand that so it's all about placing language vocabulary phrases riffs whatever whatever these bits of information our voicings uh, being able to place them in a myriad of situations that are useful 
for the overall telling of your story. That's yeah, and so you don't want to get too caught in the weeds on that. But repurposing of, of vocabulary and language, just like English, French, Portuguese, you know, what, what Swahili, like it's the same thing. It's it's been su- such a rich part of the tapestry of language, and it certainly is for jazz. So, okay, yeah, yeah. so Janny Pie three one four might be repping the 314 you know what i'm saying yeah, this yeah, yeah. year is a hundredth anniversary of dave brubeck's birth can you talk about non-standard time signatures eg uh take five or emotion emotion you'll hear a theme how to stay in the pocket okay i always love my compositions being thrown in there with take five with you take know, five two, yeah. two uh classic jazz hits probably um, about the same royalty returns on both i'm guessing i'm i'm hoping same rate <laughs> <laughs> same rate of return um okay this is topical and i have a few ideas because i just recorded a lesson for jazz piano method on emotion emotion i don't even know if i told you about that adam i have no uh, idea that's great about time yeah because well i well i never thought about it but somebody asked you know i actually yeah. looked at the request and somebody asked so um you know one of the things I was talking about was just in general, and uh, was that's in seven. I was gonna say, okay, so playing in seven, playing in five, playing in I- any time of non-typical, like not three or four or two, basically is what we're talking about. Um, the, the most important thing about this for staying in the pocket and just being able to play effectively is how do you get to the point where you don't have to count it? Like when do you actually start to feel it? So. The in the pocket, how to stay in the pocket. You actually have to play, find the pocket of, and that just means kind of connect with whatever the groove is uh, before you can effectively play in that time because otherwise you're going to have to be counting it because your two main ways of feeling time and kind of memorizing or, or internalizing time is either by counting it or by feeling the groove. So if you walk into a club like a Euro club, uh, which are not going to be open for a while because they have horrible social distancing. But it's just like, you know, before you even get there, you hear that. So you got that bass drum kind of like beat going, dance beat or whatever. So you like that kind of groove is normally like so accentuated and, and, and just over the top to pull you in where you feel the groove. Like, could you imagine if they played it so subtly where you had to count it out to fight, to be able to feel the groove? No, it's like, it's just hitting you over the head with what the groove is. So, you know, normally in something like uh, a five or seven, it doesn't necessarily have to be any less obvious. Take five. Doom back. Thank you. So I'm obviously hearing a lot with the drums. That's kind of naturally how I do it, but it could be the bass line, the melody. Um, so that's a lot easier for me and for most people than one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, you know. So we well, especially when you do it like that. Well, you know, yeah. a lot of times people want to want to want to feel five or seven as it relates to the the nearest standard four. yeah yeah four yeah so it's like one two three four one extra one two three yeah. four and plus one but you know i mean that's so a what, disaster what peter's describing here jan is he's 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 found that clave for the five right and a clave is just the a repeated rhythm right yeah, pattern rhythmic pattern right and so once you find that clave there's one key thing that you need to do to be comfortable over this rhythm. And it's not sexy. It's just repetition. Like you just have to put in time with that clave first. So yeah. that like Peter said, you're not just counting out four and then adding a beat because that no. doing math as you try to improvise is not fun ever. So don't do that. 
get comfortable, like find the clave, each one of these. And by the way, they're not, they're not hard to find. You can Google any time signature and find a relevant uh, subdivision of a clave that yep. is probably pretty standard. And then just work on that clave. Work on, on hearing. Start simply by improvising very simple things with that clave, like literally with the rhythm. And then, yep. and then start just you know, deviating from it slightly, getting independent from it slightly, all the time hearing that clave in your head. And do it the next day and do it the next day. And you and just got to spend. And then as, third, that's it. Third day no, you're done, right? And then you have to come back to it regularly. That's the thing is like, you know, all these millennials who play in all different time signatures, it's not like they just were born without an eighth beat. They, they so says the world's oldest practicing that kind of stuff. And they sound so great. Says, so so says know, the world's take, oldest take, millennial. Take advice from millennials <laughs> when it comes to, uh, I know Peter's, Peter's internet is going, but he's losing it at his house right now. I love it. <laughs> no, I just, I just said so says the I think the I broke Peter Martin's millennial. internet with that. You can't statement. hear it. <laughs> Take advice from some millennials and and just and learn the clave for each one of those uh, odd time signatures and work it, work it over and over and over again, day after day. Come back to it. Make it part of your regular practice routine. If it's important to you and it's going to be part of your playing, make it part of your regular practice routine. Like that's it. Peter, you back? Cool. I'm still, back. All I, all I said was, all I said was, this guy's got a hole hear- in his basement. He's got a hole in his Wi-Fi in his basement. All I said was, so says the world's oldest millennial. He's still frozen, bud. Come on, man. Come on. Can you hear me? I'm here. All right. He's coming back. He's coming back. There he is. There he is. There he is. I got, you got nope, me? Nope. Nope. Lost him. <laughs> well, we're. You sound very drunk. You sound digitally drunk. Can you hear me, Adam? I see you. I see you. You see me gotcha before back. you hear me. You got me? I think I, I, I was joking. <laughs> I, I can hear you. I, we were joking that I might have broke your internet. <laughs> Actually, didn't I even, love how didn't everybody even see gets, you. No, everybody I do, we gets do so, have you, yes. Everybody gets but so But I was joking that I broke now. your internet by saying that take advice from all the millennials and do what they do. And I, I just was like, said... I think, I just said, so says the world's oldest millennial. That's all I said, and then my internet stopped working for some reason. This is great. I love it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very true. Although I'm not great at odd time signatures, so definitely more in the Gen X category. Cool. Well, you know all what? All right. Well, we, thank you, everybody, for the questions. We will be back next Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern. We can't hear Peter because Peter's, <laughs> <That's okay>. Peter's <laughs> potato quality, in and out potato quality. Uh, but thank you, everybody. Thank you, Instagram, for the questions. Thank you, our You'll Hear It listeners. Go to openstudiojazz.com uh, for, uh, and check out our, our Piano Guided Practice Pass. Uh, it's a new thing we've just launched. It's a membership where you can participate in our daily guided practice session. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Until then, you'll hear it.